This is the SF Productions Podcast Network. How I Got My Wife to Read Comics Episode 515 Can a comic collector of over 25 years get his wife to read them? Will she let him keep them? Learn more in this podcast. Let's go to the comic book lounge with Mindy and Mark. Another free comic book day has come and gone. Whedon is represented. Manning has hope. Zoom and Ink get their debuts. Barry's tale is retold. Zan and Jaina go dating. Bendis pulls together the Young Justice threads. DC goes event crazy. And a Black Hammer hat trick. This is how I get my wife to read comics for Sunday, May 12, 2019. I'm Mark. And I'm Mindy. Just a reminder, you can go to sfpodcastnetwork.com to get the feed, other SF podcasts and blogs. And you can subscribe via your favorite podcast catcher where you should leave us a review. You can email sfpodcastnetwork at gmail.com. Like us at facebook.com slash sfppn. Follow us on Twitter at sfppn. Check out tumblr.com slash blog slash sfppn or call us at 614-321-9737. That's 614-321-9SFP. Well, last weekend was Free Comic Book Day. We were out of town for the festivities, but we did drop by an LCS down in Louisiana. Thanks, Paper Heroes. Plus, our home shop, Pack Rat Comics, was nice enough to put a few comics aside. Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Firefly from Boom Studios by Pack, Young, Belair, Mora, and Akuna. It's a showcase for the Whedonverse titles. The Firefly story formerly introduces Moon, the Alliance bounty hunter, to the verse. Like Mal, she was also avoiding the battle, but ends up saving a hapless local sheriff before being drafted by the Alliance to track down war criminals, which takes us back to the start of the main title storyline. We also get two Buffy tales. Anya and the Slayer meet in her shop when Buffy is tracking down a mysterious MacGuffin, and she just misses Angel's arrival by a moment. He's looking for the same thing. The second story is, unfortunately, just a reprint of the first few pages of Buffy number one. Hope number one from Source Point Press by Manning and Smith. We are internet friends with Dirk Manning and interviewed him on the show a long time back. His normal genre is horror, but here comes a superhero tale. It's a world where ultras started appearing a few years earlier, and mankind still isn't sure about them. Some have been registered with the government, but not all. Our story is about the latter. A young wife and mother is out doing the hero thing secretly. Even her family is unaware of it. Her husband is anti-ultra and tries to convince their daughter of it. Unfortunately, a fight in the car turns into tragedy, and the mother, Hope, is forced to reveal herself, saving her daughter. Her husband is left in a coma while the daughter is put into children's services, as Hope is considered a threat. It's a very interesting angle on the concept, and we might need to pick up this title. We also had two free comic book day titles from DC, both of which highlight their new imprints. Under the Moon, a Catwoman tale from DC Inc. by Miracle and Goodhart. Lauren Miracle is a New York Times bestseller, the IM series, and has come to DC to kick off their young adult imprint. This story resets Selena's backstory, setting her in suburbia. Her mother has an abusive boyfriend, and Selena is, at first, far more optimistic than usual. She finds a stray cat and hides it in her closet, then goes to school, which Bruce is also attending. Hmm. He still has the same backstory, so why is he in a suburban high school? 
The abusive boyfriend finds the cat, putting it on a high ledge and locking Selena in her room. Finally, the cat falls and is killed, and Selena says, never again, under her breath. The artwork is wonderful, and the story will definitely work in the young adult arena. There's also a preview of a Raven title written by New York Times bestseller Cami Garcia. But this is not a monthly title. This is actually just a original graphic novel. Is that right? I believe what they're going to mostly do are graphic novels, yes, from from Inc. and uh, and Zoom. And speaking of Zoom, Dear Justice League by Northrop and Duarte. New York bestseller Michael Northrop of Tomb Quest kicks off DC's new young reader imprint. This is part of an upcoming graphic novel where kids send questions to Justice League members and we learn lessons about life. Superman, have you ever messed up? Well, he did when he was distracted, texting while flying. We see a series of events happen when he runs into a wall of a building, which he then has to clean up. Hawk Girl, do you eat small mammals like hawks do? Nope, but she does have a pet hamster. I'm glad DC is reaching out to an audience that will hopefully become the next generation of comic book readers. The Flash, number 70, by Williamson, Porter, and Hi-Fi. We begin year one and yet another retelling of his origin. It looks like they're trying to resolve all the variants of Barry's tale. In this version, it's his mother that had all the old comic books. Of course, we see Golden Age Flash and All Flash covers. They have a moment with them the day before she is murdered. Cut to a young adult Barry, now with CSI, working with Officer August and a flirting Iris West. Barry is a more morose person here, haunted by his mother's death. He's working late one night in the lab, and here comes the lightning. He's in a coma for months, fully healing over that time. He gets out of his hospital bed, knocking over a food tray, and we get the famous shot of writing all the food in an instant. He finds himself at home after super speeding there and decides to investigate himself. He can kind of vibrate through things, although they blow up. He can read at super speed, but loses the info instantly. He tests his running speed, blowing through a stack of shoes before borrowing fireproof boots that Wayne Corps donated to the Central City Fire Department. Finally, he really cranks up the speed and winds up in a future where the turtle runs the city and a much older Barry berates him for messing with time travel. It's a tale that's been retold many times and a way to vamp until the next major storyline. Wonder Twins number four from Wonder Comics by Russell and Byrne. A wonderfully wacky title that sneaks in a lot of political humor. We meet Polly, a science whiz kid whose father is working for the Legion of Annoyance, against his will, blackmailed by Luthor. She has a theory that the Internet is just like a human brain and will eventually become sentient. Foreshadowing. She presents this at the science fair where Jaina is also presenting. She meets a guy there and Zan meets a girl there. Neither of their dates go well. Jaina ends up at a super villain mixer with tons of A and Z list villain cameos because her date is a villain trainee. Zan takes the girl to a movie where she runs into her old beau. Turns out she was just using Zan to get back together with him. When Zan is told he's been put in the friend zone, he considers it a positive. We're 17 freaking years old. We probably would have broken up in a few weeks anyway, but now we'll still like each other for years to come. Meanwhile, Jaina ghosts Red Flag by turning into a cheetah and escaping. Just a really cute story. Young Justice number five from Wonder Comics by Bendis, Timms, Anka, Shat... Is it? I don't think it's Shatner. And Eltieb. 
While the main Gemworld storyline is great with a ton of quipping all around, the real story is the flashback, starting to explain how these people forgot each other and where they've been. We cut back to Tim and Stephanie making out in a car in front of the Hall of Justice. They were supposedly going off to college, but were actually just trying to figure some things out. Steph needs to resolve things with her dad, and Tim's needs to learn about the visions they've recently seen of future and alternate lives. Zaytana is called in, wow, you're hot, and she uses a spell on him, Woz M. Kjart. We get a double splash page of Young Justice's glory days, and now Tim needs to find the others. Steph goes off to meet with her dad first. They agree to meet back in three days, which of course won't happen. I have to say, I'm still loving this new line of Wonder Comics. They're all really good. A lot. Best things coming out right now. Year of the Villain number one by Snyder, Bendis, Tinian the Fourth, and Chung, Maleve, and Manipool. A 25 cent teaser for upcoming DC summer events. It's all about Luthor's grand plan. His Legion of Doom attacks the White House. He liquidates his empire and gives money and weapons to villains worldwide. He then apparently vaporizes himself in an explosion before the government can arrest him. Why? So they can finish off the heroes once and for all and bring Perpetua to power. Meanwhile, Bad Girl and Green Arrow are about to apprehend Merlin, but he's more afraid of Leviathan, with good reason. They are all attacked. Batgirl finds herself in a dark room being given an offer to save the world. At the same time, Damien confronts Bruce. He is convinced Red Hood is Leviathan. Meanwhile, the JLA is out in deep space saving civilizations from the expanding threat of the destroyed Source Wall. They learn of Perpetua and realize they need reinforcements. Who? Everybody. Meanwhile, Perpetua schemes and realizes a war of justice and doom is coming while watching Luthor being somehow changed in this pod. There is a boatload of, of events on the way, and the next several pages tell us which comics to buy. Basically, all of them. Uh. I'm telling you right now, I'm not going to read the Batman Who Laughs stuff. Nope. I hate that character. I do, too. I'm not going to read it. We wind things up with a Black Hammer 3 first. Stranger Things and Black Hammer, free comic book day from Dark Horse by Lemire, Fox, and Rudin. We'll skip the Stranger Things story and get to the good stuff. We're welcomed into Dragonfly's Cabin of Horror, which gives us a quick Black Hammer 45 tale while Dragonfly narrates in riddles. Jack Sabbath comes through a door to confront her. He found a comic book called The Incredible Unteens, and he was a member, but he's been dead for a long, long time. Or has he? We then get a quick view back at the farm, and then Jack and Lucy teaming up to be continued. Black Hammer 45, number three from Dark Horse. The squad has met up with Abraham Slam and get the idea that he should take over their mission. Their leader vetoes the idea. They were given the responsibility. They all fight their way through Nazi lines and Russian giant robots. Their goal? Secure the Jewish scientist for their knowledge. A group of Nazis surrender to Slam, and he leaves the mission to attend to them. The ghost hunter and the Russian robots duke it out, and our heroes secure the scientists. It's quite the wild ride. And Black Hammer, Age of Dune, number 10 from Dark Horse, by Lemire, Ormston, Stewart, and Klein. Lucy and Walkie Talkie have found Abe, currently a night watchman. They make him touch the hammer, and nothing happens. So Lucy beans him with it. And like a... 60s sitcom that jogs his memories. 
He wishes they had left him alone until they show him the red skies. Anti-God is returning and they need to get the band back together. They find Gail in a nursing home with dementia. They can't hit her with a hammer, so they just kidnap her. Colonel Weird arrives because this is when he was supposed to take them to Mars. Barb and Lucy battle it out before she beans him with the hammer. All of this action jogs Gail's memories and she says, Zafram. Unfortunately, Lucy is then pulled away, arriving at the citadel of her father. Lemire has created this whole universe, which is both a tribute and a satire of classic comic book tropes. Okay, before we get out of here, it's time to play America's fastest growing new game show. Guess who's on the cover of Entertainment Weekly. Are you ready, Mark? I'm ready. Okay, I'm pushing the button. TV related? No. Movie related? No. Music related? Yes. Ooh, music related. These are never good. Uh, didn't they just do a music cover, the K-Band? Well, K-boy you know what? Band? They still do more covers of movies That's and TV true. than anything. All right. So is it one person? Yes. Uh, a man? No. A woman? Yes. Uh, is the woman over 30? No. Yeah, over 20? Yes. Okay. In her 20s. And she is somebody who just came out with an album? Probably, but <laughs> who knows? It's somebody you've heard of. Is it Taylor Swift? Oh my gosh, it is! I can't believe you got that, Mark. It is just, Taylor Swift. I just happened to hear that she came out with a new album. <laughs> I'm impressed. Amazing. I'm impressed. Amazing. Announcer Bot, how can the folks find us online? Go to sfpodcastnetwork.com to get the feed, other SF podcasts, and blogs. Subscribe via your favorite podcast catcher and leave us a review. You can email sfpodcastnetwork at gmail.com. Like us at facebook.com slash sfppn. Follow us on Twitter at sfppn. Check out tumblr.com slash blog slash sfppn. Call us at 614-321-9737. That's 614-321-9SFP. Back to you, Mark. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.